Welcome back to Local News Live, and welcome to today's top stories, or as we like to call it, the Mike Bell Show. Mike, I know you've got lots of good stories for us today. It feels like we haven't really done this in a long time during the week. I mean, it's been I, a minute. I feel like our, our weekdays, we get to do it on the weekends, but our weekdays have been a little little crazy lately. So happy to, to uh, learn about all the top stories you've gathered today. I'm glad to be here as well, Amber. Thank you. So everybody, i got to go through the spiel. I'm contractually obligated to do so. So these are the top stories throughout all of the gray stations. We have more than 100 now, last I checked. We have a big scoreboard on the wall. I can't show it to you right at this moment, maybe for you know legal reasons, but this is the top stories in the gray sphere of influence. And yes, I have to go like this when I say that. The top stories of the day, of course, the first two you've probably been hearing of a lot lately. We have the Armad Arbery trial and the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. So we're going to begin with those, but then we have some others, the big top trending stories that maybe you haven't heard about. And as always, I have to put this out there as well. You want to find out more? Man, Great TV has you covered. You go to any Great TV website, whatever your local site is, or the next state over, just in case you don't have one close to your house. You will find out more. You go to these articles. There's tons of information. With that being said, I've gotten everything out of the way. Let's get to it. So this one, graphic. This is, says uh, WTOC uh, graphic prosecution rests in the trial of men who chased Ahmad Arbery. Now, again, Ahmad Arbery was an alleged jogger going through this neighborhood, and three men are charged with basically cornering and killing him. So that's that's the fastest, easiest way I can kind of boil down this case for you right now. But let's find out what happened today. Prosecutors <clears throat> rested their case Tuesday in the trial of three white men charged with chasing and killing Ahmad Arbery after the jury saw graphic photos of the shotgun wounds that punched a gaping hole in his chest and unleashed bleeding that stained his white t-shirt entirely red. And again, it says graphic in the headline, and it says graphic here again, but we're not going to show anything right here, right now that is graphic, but use your imagination. It won't be very hard. This was a very vicious, uh, 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 bloody thing that happened. I, maybe I shouldn't say vicious, but this was graphic, to say the least. Prosecutors called 23 witnesses during eight days of testimony, they concluded that Dr. Edmund Donahue, the state medical examiner who performed the autopsy on Arbery's body, followed by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation's lead investigator in the case, Donahue testified that Arbery was hit by two of the three shotgun rounds fired at him. He said both gunshots caused such severe bleeding that either blast alone would have killed the 25-year-old black man. I don't have to go into much more detail, but look, I'll just, there's so much more information. So if you want more information about this case, which again, the, the Arbery case has grabbed national headlines and the nation's attention, go to WTOC or any of your great websites. You can read more. You'll see more videos about uh, what happened in court, everything like that. But right now, we're going to move on to the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. So this is the other big trial. I'm not saying one is more important than the other, but these are the two big trials going on right now that are grabbing the nation's attention. So the jury has begun deliberations at the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. So a brief refresher here. 
The jury began deliberating Tuesday at the murder trial of Kyle Rittenhouse after listening to dueling portrayals of him as a, quote, wannabe soldier, end quote, who went looking for trouble, or a concerned citizen who came under attack while trying to protect property. The case went to the anonymous 12-member jury after Rittenhouse himself in an unusual move. And I need to underscore this real quick. I've covered a number of trials, some of the murder trials, other uh, uh, also really serious trials. Seeing the defendant actually testify on their own behalf, on the stand, not, not like a pre-taped deposition or anything like that, actually get up there in front of the jury and then be cross-examined is a huge thing. It is not usual. It is quite unusual. So Rittenhouse testifying on his own behalf, I'm not saying that makes him more innocent or more guilty, but it is unusual. You do not see this thing very often, okay? So Rittenhouse himself testified, was allowed by Judge Bruce Schroeder to draw the numbered slips of paper from a raffle drum that determined which of the 18 people who sat in judgment during the trial would decide his fate and which ones would be dismissed as alternates. This task is usually done by a courtroom clerk, not the defendant. There have been a number of claims during this trial that the judge uh, um, kind of uh, wasn't acting as a judge, I'll put it that way, or that the prosecution was out of line or the the defense was out of line, but this is really unusual. So what happened is there, there's a jury of 12 people and they had eight alternates, okay? And so we have reached the end. Now everyone's deliberating, the jury's deliberating. So to figure out which alternates are let go and which ones stay, they, like a, if you've been to a bingo hall, a big bingo game, you know, they had a thing like this, they let Rittenhouse pick the names out of the uh, uh, the mixer, the sorter. I'm I'm not sure what to call it. That's really unusual because, as it said, usually it's like a court clerk, somebody really impartial to the whole process, does this. So again, one of the things unusual about this whole procedure in trial, if you haven't been watching the last few days, there's been a number of times where uh, people. Uh, I guess uh, media commentators, but also law commentators as well, uh, specialists appearing on uh, certain shows have called out and been like, this judge doesn't seem to be acting within his bounds or the prosecution or the defense. It happens every trial, but this trial especially, I can tell you from personal experience, is really different and has been really, really interesting. So, still waiting on the verdict. The jury is currently in deliberations. There, were a, there was a little bit of a hubbub earlier today before I got to work. I started getting alerts on my phone saying, jury's coming back to the room. Oh my God, they might have a verdict already. Mm, no, not so much. They were coming back for lunch. But we could get the verdict tomorrow. We may not. We could get the verdict uh, Friday. We may not. There may not be a verdict. It could be a hung jury. There's a lot of possibilities still here. So the Rittenhouse trial, not necessarily close to being over, but we're sticking with it. We'll be sure to let you know what goes on. So that's and Mike, I just wanted to share what, I put this up while you were talking. This is actually our live camera 
or a live camera, I should say, in the courtroom. Yep. yep. Uh, so this is kind of what we have our eyes on all day until we find out uh, what the jury has decided. So I just put that up while you were speaking and just wanted to kind of give context to what we were looking at. No, and, and thank you, Amber. So a little inside baseball, everybody. So we have a number, we're logged in on our computers. We have a number of services providing us camera feeds from a number of different stations, news feeds and whatnot. This is pretty much uh, when nothing is actually, I don't want to say nothing, but when uh, uh, basically we always have a feed at the Rittenhouse courtroom. And if something isn't really happening at the time, or maybe the jury's moving in and out because the jury has uh, their, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, 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 privacy, I suppose, until the trial is over, of course. This is what we see. We see, uh, I believe this is the state seal of Wisconsin. So what happens is this is a lot of the times what we see, unless it's the judge or the prosecution or the defense or a close-up of Rittenhouse himself. That being said, this trial may come to an end tomorrow. We may get the verdict. We may not get the verdict till uh, the end of this week. We may not actually get a verdict. And again, hung jury, in which case, uh, if the jury cannot reach a verdict, of course, that means we got to go through all of this again uh, uh, sometime in the future. So that's currently where we're at with the Rittenhouse trial. That being said, WTOC pulled it from this website. Any gray website has the details as well. And there's a lot more here, a lot more video, a lot more details than I can spare to talk about right this moment, even though I've been glued to this trial, especially lately. So that being said, we're going to move on to the next one here. Another big top story, this one from KBTX, of course. But again, you go anywhere. You'll find the story on any uh, top gray web, not top gray website, any gray website, excuse me. Texas is suing the President Biden administration for requiring healthcare workers to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Gonna give a brief rundown. You wanna learn more, go to KVTX. The state has also challenged the federal government's vaccination meth mandates, excuse me, <clears throat> for being, uh, for big business and federal contractors. All right, so here's what we have. And this is, I believe, most of this information being brought to us by the Texas Tribune. As always, me being a former newspaper guy, hats off to every newspaper because newspapers contribute to TV, vice versa. We all help each other out, at least hopefully. In Texas's latest legal challenge targeting federal vaccine mandates, Attorney General Ken Paxton is suing the Biden administration over its recent order requiring requiring health workers to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. The Biden administration issued an emergency order which in, went into effect November 4th, requiring eligible workers at healthcare facilities participating in the Medicare and Medicaid programs to get the first shot of a two-dose vaccine or a one-dose vaccine by December 6th. It's already mid-November. December 6th is creeping up. Paxton called the mandate, quote, an unprecedented federal vaccine decree, end quote, on healthcare workers. So you want to learn more? Again, I, I kind of hate, like, I can't bring you the full story. I could try to, but nobody wants to see here, uh, sit here, watch the back of my head as I read off of a screen. Go to KBTX. Go to any gray website. You'll learn more about this uh, uh, lawsuit against the Biden administration by Texas. And I believe there's other states as well. 
about the whole vaccine mandate issue. That being said, we're finally going to get away from crime and courts and more courts. We're going to go to Estes Park, which, Lord, I hope it's actually pronounced Estes Park. That's how I've always heard it pronounced. So hopefully I'm okay there. This is KKTV, Colorado Springs. Kruger Rock Fire near Estes Park in Colorado forces mandatory evacuations. We have some video playing, hopefully. Here we go. An explosive wildfire burning near Estes Park is posing a, quote, immediate and imminent danger, firefighters said, forcing nearby residents to evacuate. The fire started in the area of Little Valley and Fish Creek on the far southeast side of Estes Park around 7 a.m. Flames loomed ominously over the town early on as this video, which we are watching right now, taken about 8 a.m. shows. As of 3 p.m., the fire had grown tenfold. Wow, oh my gosh, uh, tenfold since it was first reported five hours earlier, standing at 115 acres with uh, about 11% containment. Larimer County Sheriff Justin Smith told sister station CBS Denver it has marched eastward from Kruger Park into Hermit Park open space. Uh, and we have a map here. It shows the two locations are in proximity to each other. This is not a burn map area, according to the map on KKTV's website. So if you are in the Colorado Springs area, uh, especially Estes Park or uh, Pueblo County, I assume, where last I checked, Colorado Springs is, there is a wildfire going on. So pay attention to the news, pay attention to KKTV. If you have to evacuate, do so. Because uh, property and, and everything like that, those things can be replaced. That's what insurance is for, but your life and the life of your loved ones can't be replaced. So that's another big trending story right now, Kruger Rock Fire. Uh, I don't believe I've ever been to Estes Park, but I have been to Colorado Springs, absolutely beautiful area. I would love to go back someday, but hopefully everybody there is taking precautions. Here's this next story. And again, everybody, I'm not picking the stories that I find the most interesting. Really, really. We have a separate segment for that. These are the top trending stories of the day. That being said, this one kind of meets in the middle because this one's about the Huskers, which... If anyone knows, we're based out of Omaha, Nebraska. We're right next to WOWT here. And um, me being, you know, born in Lincoln, Nebraska, grew up in Norfolk, Nebraska, and now I live in Omaha, bit of a Husker fan. I won't apologize. No one's perfect. But here's some Husker news, and this is one of the top trending stories of the day. So this is uh, 1011 KOLN out of Lincoln, Nebraska. And... Yes, Lincoln is the capital of Nebraska. Very good. I'm proud of you for remembering that. UNL, University of Nebraska at Lincoln, student government votes to end Husker balloon release. I will keep my opinions to myself. Let's find out more. Husker fans could see an end to the balloon release tradition, which dates back to the 1960s. So, I've been going to Husker games since, I don't know, I was about, well, a little bell, I suppose. What happens is, every time the Huskers score a touchdown, well, not every time, but the first touchdown of the game, let me put it that way, everybody's holding a balloon in the crowd, and they let go. And 
thousands upon thousands of balloons go soaring into the air, and it looks like a, such an awesome, cool sight. Well, the problem is, with balloons, there's a bit of an environmental uh, consideration to happen. So, on November 10th, the Association of Students at the University of Nebraska, the ASUN, or ASUN, unanimous, unanimously supported a resolution authored by student senator Kat Warner to encourage stopping balloon releases on campus and at Husker football games. This isn't the first time ASUN has passed this resolution. The first was passed in the spring of 2021, but Warner said the news of this got lost in the action of COVID-19. That is a quote from Warner. Since the 60s, Husker fans have released their red balloons after the first touchdown. Hey, I actually remembered that correctly. So thanks, Dad, for taking me to all those games. Uh, after the first touchdown, but students with ASUN said that equates to thousands of balloons each year polluting waterways, fields, and homes. Quote, the damage to wildlife such as turtles, birds, and deer who mistake the balloons for food is why the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service published a statement. And there's a link here. I won't go into it right now. You go to 1011, click this link. I'm sure you'll find all the science you ever need urging people to stop releasing balloons and also why numerous states, cities, and even countries have passed laws to ban and enforce penalties for balloon releases, including Connecticut, Florida, Tennessee, and Virginia, according to Warner. So I cannot give my opinion what I think about this, but as a graduate of the University of Nebraska, lifelong Husker fan, I hope a resolution can be met. Is that in the middle enough, you think? She's nodding yes. All right, let's move to the next one. It's our last one. We always like to bring a little bit of the happy, cheerful news, you know? Maybe a little dramatic, but maybe puts a smile on your face at the end of the night for whoever's watching right now. NBC 29, here we go. Nelson County, Virginia, WDBJ. Dog rescued after falling into mine shaft. I just, okay. Anybody who's been watching for more than half a minute knows I love dogs. I love dogs most, uh, or more rather, than most people I know. It's not up to discussion, really. So let's find out. Nelson County, Virginia. A dog is unhurt after falling into an abandoned mine shaft over the weekend. Dusty, the dog's name Dusty. I mean, what more do you need? And look, at the, look, just look at that face. Look at that face. If you're not already in love, Amber, what do you think? He's a cute boy. It's a cutie. Oh, look at him. Dusty fell into the shaft on the south side of Nelson County over the weekend, according to Wintergreen Fire and Rescue. She had been met, missing more than 24 hours when she was found by her owner. So it's a oh, her, gee, okay. not a he. We apologize Sorry, for assuming, but then again, if the dog's feelings are hurt, bring her by, we'll, we'll give her treats. So, I, I just, that face, that face kills me. Oh, I know. So, Dusty the dog. Uh, Wintergreen Fire used its technical rescue team to get the dog to safety, which took about two hours, according to the department. The department says, quote, thanks to the many civilians who helped shuttle equipment on the scene. So wasn't just a fire department uh, effort, the community pitched in as well. 
my heart is feeling warm and fuzzy right now. Amber, those are the top stories of the day. I'm, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, you did great. Found a lot of good stories for us. We ended on a, a happy note, which is nice. Um, Dustin's dog is okay. She's great. We love that. Um, she's hopefully being showered with snuggles after that. I hope Very so. traumatic incident. But uh, thank you, Mike, for bringing us all the top stories. And uh, as Mike said, you can find all of these stories on Grace Television Station websites across the country. Also, we will be following a lot of these top stories into the next uh, several days. You know, we're watching that Arbery trial, the Rittenhouse trial, um, everything like that. So we will keep you up to date on those here at Local News Live and bring you all the latest breaking news as it happens.